Welcome to already the ninth episode of The Normal World, a podcast where former elite athletes share their stories. Not so much about their sports careers, but about how they found their way back into normal life. Today's guest is Nienke, and together we'll dive into the world of volleyball. We talk about why she started playing volleyball, how she transferred to Belgium to play semi-professional volleyball for a year, and how she dealt with the struggles of deciding whether or not to quit volleyball when she moved abroad for six months. I'm Annelijd Bakker, and welcome to the normal world of Nienke de Groot. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest in my podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear your story. So today we're going to talk about volleyball. Can you tell me how you started with volleyball? Uh, I started with volleyball when I was very little. Uh, I don't have any brothers or sisters, so my parents thought it was very important for me to start uh, at a sport you play in a team. So I first started with korfball because a lot of my nieces are playing that. So it was a bit of a family sport. I tried that for two times and I thought it was terrible. So the next sport my mother had in her mind to to let me play was volleyball. So I started with volleyball and I liked it really much. Playing with the girls, with a ball. Um, How old were you when you started? Uh, I was seven years old. That's a little, yeah. I was, yeah, but you start in like volleyball kindergarten. So just throwing with a ball, not playing real volleyball. But I just, I liked it. So I, yeah, keep doing it. And what did you like so much about the sport specifically? I just think the team that you are with a lot of girls from the same age. Everyone, yeah, was not very good. So just play with a ball and, and hanging around and yeah, just like that. And uh, you said you started in like kindergarten volleyball. I don't know how else to call it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um, so, and then I think it, it progressed. Like how many hours were you training back then? Uh, kindergarten was maybe once a week. Um, and when it was like, yeah, I think eight, nine, uh, you go to the youth teams. Uh, in volleyball, it's divided in ABC. So C is the lowest when you are the youngest. Uh, so from g- kindergarten, I just go to yeah C1, that was the highest level. And then you really start to play volleyball. How by, you're by su- the rules. By the rules, how you're supposed to. Uh, not by catching a ball, but j- just yeah play the ball. Um, yeah, and then I think, I'm not really sure, but I think in C or B, uh, I think in the Cs, I will start with two times practice a week. Uh, Bs also two times. Um, and then when I got to the A's, uh, I was like 14, 15. And normally the A team is when you're until 18. So I was a little bit younger. So I was, I had some talent. Yeah. Uh, and then I trained three, four times a week. So it's progressed by the years. And then it became a lot more serious, I can imagine. It did, but not in my mind. No, because you weren't like feeling like you were practicing the sport as an elite athlete back then? No, I just had so much fun. I like doing it. So I just keep doing it. And and it didn't matter how many times a week, I just liked it. And how did you combine that many hours a week of practice with high school? Uh, I just did. 
Uh, I do know that when I was younger, I didn't go to gym at school, just like the the course gym, because I trained a lot back then at volleyball, so I couldn't combine that. But all the other course courses I just followed and then go on my bike, uh, race back home, pack my volleyball stuff, eat a little bit that my mother had made, and then go to practice. Yeah, so you're practicing almost every single day, I can imagine. Yeah, I think when I was 14, 15, I trained six times a week. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I doubled with a team. So I was in the A's, but also in a ladies team. At 15? Yeah. So on Saturdays, I had two games. I trained with both teams. Uh, also did regional practice uh, all weekends. I was just gone. <laughs> Where did you got the time? When did you make your homework? Uh, I don't think I made homework. <laughs> I do remember when all my my lessons started at school. Always people were cheating on other people's homework, and I was always one of them. Uh, yeah. Well, it was allowed because you practiced <laughs> that many hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, you were still like in the in the junior teams, I can imagine. Yeah. So at what point? Because you were already playing with the seniors at a very young age. So how did that progress? Yeah. It it was because of my trainer from the uh, youth A team. That's he, he was like, yeah, you are good enough to. You have to learn more so you can go to to the ladies team. Um, in the ladies team, for me, there were at that time I was fourteen. There were old people, and they were like twenty five to thirty, so not old at all. <laughs> but they learned me the real deal of volleyball, not the yeah youth volleyball, the real hard game. Um, yeah, it just. I just go with the flow. It's yeah, not really something that changed. It was for me. It was normal. And uh, did you have like a specific goal in mind that you wanted to accomplish with volleyball back then? Uh, I always wanted to play at the national team, but I was too small. Oh really? Yeah. So you were selected for like a. Uh, I did go to regionals, uh, but all the, there always they told me uh, you're too small to go with the national team on my position you have to be like uh, 190 and I'm like 181 so not small at all but just too small yeah no compared to me I'm a gymnast so I'm uh, I'm, I'm 164 so <laughs> yeah a little difference yeah little difference in sports so your your initial goal was to play at the national team so how did you deal with the fact that that wasn't possible due to something you couldn't control uh, I think for me I just I love playing volleyball and of course I had a goal but I think everyone who who played at a young, in my team who was younger who doubled with the youth and with the ladies team um, they had the same goal and yeah it, it was just it was okay for me for not making it I was like yeah well let's just play I, I love the game and just continue and see where it ends and at some point you reached like a glass ceiling, I think, at your local club, right? I did. Uh, you do have the opportunity to play the highest level for the the, the adults. Uh, but for me, uh, in that club, there was no opportunity to get there. So I started looking around, where can I get better, Yeah, reach my goals, get higher. So when I was 17 years old, I yeah made my first transfer 
uh, inside, just in Holland, so not far away from home. But uh, I couldn't uh, go uh, to practice on my bike anymore. So my parents had to drive me uh, every time. You were still in high school back then? I was still in high school back then. An exam year, I can imagine. Yes. yes. That must have been really uh, tough. It was. Uh, I didn't pass my exams. I failed on 0.01. No way. Yes, it was really hard. But I think it was good for me because if I had to go study back then, I, I don't think I would made it to my first year. So to do my last year of high school, just one more year, I didn't have all the courses because a lot of courses I already passed. So I had three courses I had to do. I could get my driver's license. I uh, could play volleyball all the time. So for me, it was... Of course, I really hated it that I failed, but when I look at back now, I think it was good for me. So you did another year of exam year, yeah. but you had so much spare time that you could play volleyball. Yes. Yeah. And after you graduated high school? I uh, did go uh, study <laughs> and I still played volleyball, uh, which was hard. And also uh, during high school, I made a few more transfers and yeah, one of the Biggest transfers was uh, abroad. You went abroad? Yeah. Where to? Belgium. So Belgium. not that far. Well, <laughs> so you, you played volleyball in Belgium for a Belgium team. Yes. And what was the goal when you transferred to Belgium? Uh, I didn't have a goal. I just loved playing volleyball and I just liked it. And they asked me to come over there. And yeah, I just thought, why not? It was a level higher than what I did in Holland, but also in Belgium, the overall level is already higher than it is in Holland. So it's, I thought it was a good step for me to make. Did you also move there to Belgium? No, I still lived at Holland because yeah, my friends were here. Uh, my school was here. I, I didn't want to uh, drop out of college back then. Uh, so every, I trained four times a week. Uh, I just drove to Belgium one hour before practice and one hour after. Uh, so most of the time, straight out of college, I just get in the car and go to practice. That's a tough combination. It was. How serious was it in Belgium? Like, how was volleyball life different in Belgium compared to the Netherlands? Your whole life was just volleyball. And we had physiotherapy like two three times a week to get more strength, to get your core stability, everything, everything to get your volleyball game on top. So it was more volleyball than I was used to, but I just liked it. So for me, I loved going, drive an hour, it didn't matter. To For games, we sometimes have to drive four hours to go to the, yeah, to the other side of, of Belgium, uh, just to play a game. Sounds very professional. It, it was, but for me, in my head, it wasn't. It was still the game volleyball that I really liked to play. And um, it didn't matter to you that you had to sacrifice maybe a lot of social life or maybe some like college parties? Uh... Of course, I had made sacrifices. Uh, I think my friends from school, they party like four or five times a week. I did it one or two times, so it wasn't that I gave up everything. Friday was my free night. I always go out on Friday. Um, Tuesday and Thursdays uh, were the nights, yeah, students mostly drink. So after practice, I sometimes just go drive back to Holland and get to a party and... 
go to sleep and go to school the next day. Just it, it, If I have to think about it right now, on my age, I'm not that old, but I couldn't do it anymore. But back then, I was 20 years old. It was just easy and normal. I didn't want to miss out on anything because I want to do everything for like 100%. Just also study, also party. Um, so I, of course, I missed a lot of parties, but... But you still were able to combine it, which yeah. I think is a very good thing. So your life didn't consist of only volleyball and college, but also a bit of social life. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, for how long did you do that in Belgium? Like uh, Just for one year. And why why did you quit? Um, like I said, I want to do everything like 100%. Uh, also school. Uh, one of my goals at school was to study abroad. So I had to make a choice. Uh, and it was in my third year of college and then you have your minor uh, that was my last chance to uh, to go abroad for school so I had to take it so I uh, I quit uh, yeah my professional volleyball and uh, go abroad for school where did you go I go to Istanbul in Turkey and um, what was the plan before you went to Istanbul was it uh, that you quit volleyball for real and just go to Istanbul and like Were you able to play volleyball in Istanbul? Uh, There are a lot of volleyball clubs, but I didn't want to go there. I just really wanted to go to Istanbul for school, for friends, socializing, to experience the complete abroad life without playing volleyball all the time. So you made a very constant decision to just quit volleyball and move abroad? Yes. How did that go? I mean, it must have been tough not being able to play volleyball it it was weird because i'm used to from when i was little uh, to just play volleyball every so many nights a week in the weekends um, and now i just had so many spare time so it i think what for me was very helpful was that all the students abroad they get kind of like ripped out of their normal lives and go into that abroad life so everyone was a little bit searching for how are we going to make new friends, uh, fill in all the time we have. Um, So that made it a lot easier for me that everyone wants to hang out with everyone, to not be alone, to go party, uh, go sightseeing the city or all over Turkey. Um, So that made it for me a lot easier. But uh, I did have some nights laying in my, my room Just thinking about what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why I feel alone? Uh, Why can't I just play volleyball? Because in volleyball I can, if I am angry or sad, I can just see the ball, hit the ball. And then uh, it's like a process in your mind. And then after practice, I'm just all zen again. And I didn't have it uh, in Istanbul. Must have been very hard. It was. And you, you explained that for like... Uh, the other students, it was they were ripped out of their normal life and thrown into a broad life. But I can imagine for you, it was you were ripped out of your sports career life and thrown into the normal world. True. You said like life was, it made it a lot easier that everyone felt the same. And you experienced that you felt sad and lonely in some days. Did you also um, think it was because you couldn't play volleyball? Uh, I think back in that time, I didn't know. I felt that way because I didn't have my volleyball around me. But when I'm looking back at it, and I think especially hearing other people's story about the black hole, 
I am very certain that was my black hole. Um, just because you're feeling lonely, don't know what to do. Of course, you have some school and friends. But then in the evening when you don't have a party, you're just sitting alone. I did live in a house with roommates, but I don't want to be around the same people every night. Sometimes I just need some me time. So when I just get in my room and have some me time, I was really like, um, so many free time. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I can imagine. If all your spare time used to be volleyball. Yeah. And now you didn't know what to do. There are like, um, I, I speak to a lot of like former elite athletes and professional athletes. And um, sometimes they say to me, I just had some like identity crisis. I didn't know who I was without the sport. Do you maybe feel like you experienced that? Um, I think this is a hard question because for me, when I introduced myself, it was always, hi, I'm Ninka. I play volleyball and that's my life. Uh, but abroad, it was still, hi, I'm Nienke. I played volleyball back in Holland. So it was still my identity as a volleyball player. And I didn't know if I started fo playing volleyball again when I got back home or if I wanted to quit. So for me, it was, it was so open. And I do think I get a little bit identity crisis over there. Because I didn't know what I was going to do in my future. It was more of like the, like so many spare hours. And, um, you, you mentioned like you didn't have a plan when you got back to Holland, what you wanted to do with volleyball. So it was a bit of like an on hold. Yeah. In, in Istanbul. How long were you in Istanbul? Uh, for six months. And, um, after you got back, what happened? Yeah. I got back for like two weeks and then I started traveling for six weeks with a friend in Asia. We already planned that to do that. So that was for me a nice holiday to just don't think about anything. We just go backpacking and we'll see where, where we end. So that was really easy. But you still had a lot of spare time. I can yeah. But every day you experience a new city, new people. Um, so. Of course, I didn't play volleyball also in those six weeks, but um, because you're doing every day so many new things, you have to process that. So you don't have really the time to think about your life. The time I did have in Istanbul to think about my life, my future and, and everything around it, I didn't have it when I was traveling. Um, so for me, that was really nice not to just, just for like six weeks, don't think about whatever, just living at the moment. But then I got back home and yeah, I still had my study. I, of course, still had my friends, my family, uh, but no volleyball. And it was like August and I made a little bit of the decision. Well, let's just take one year of no volleyball, see how it goes. But then I got a call from a trainer who was, uh, who was the head coach of a team close where I live. Uh, and he needed someone from my position with a little bit of experience to make, yeah, to make it to the team. So he really convinced me to go to a practice, which I, in first I didn't want, but I was like, okay, let's give it a try. Yeah. One practice. I, I love the game. Um, I just love the game. Uh, also my best friend was playing there. So to play with her, uh, and love the game, it was close by home. It was then to practice a week, so not that much. I was like, yeah, well, let's just go for it. So one week before the real season started, I uh, 
Yeah. So how, how much time was in between you making the decision that you didn't want to play volleyball that year and you going to practice to play volleyball that year? Just two, three weeks. Oh, really? Maybe a month. Not, not, not more than that. How did you feel when the trainer called you and were like, do you want to play volleyball again when you made the decision that you actually didn't want? I, I did feel honored that he asked me because in my, uh, before I went abroad, um, every year you get a lot of calls from trainers, coaches. Oh, we need someone from your position. Come train with me. Uh, of, come train with our team, of course. So I was a little bit used to that. But that summer, yeah, because I was abroad and traveled. Uh, so I wasn't really reachable for most people. Um, so for me, it was just okay. And I had, I just had accepted it. Um, and yeah, he called. Like I said, I was honored that he called me. So you weren't actually prepared to fully quit? No, I don't think so. Were you ever, like when you were in Istanbul, because you were considering, I think, I assume, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, if you wanted to continue playing volleyball, were you ever, if, looking back, were you ever like really prepared to quit playing volleyball? No. No? <laughs> no. No. Like I said, I just love the game. And I don't think I will ever stop loving that game. So I don't know if I'm ever prepared to stop. Yeah. And um, then you start playing volleyball again. Did it progress like it used to, like playing more and more and more and more and more? Uh, a little bit. Um, it, I start playing volleyball again at the fourth level from Holland. So not very good, not very bad, just uh, an okay level. Um, but like I said, I love the game. I want to do everything like 100%. So... Uh, I played there for one year and then I made the decision, maybe I do want to get a little bit higher uh, again. Um, so I transferred to another team who played the third level of Holland. So it was three times practice a week. So one more than we I used to. But after two years, I just found out that this is not what I, what I want. I love the game. I love playing volleyball, but I don't want... Volleyball to be my whole life. There is so much more next to that. How is, I'll come back to this, to this subject because it's very interesting. Uh, I just want to ask you, how was playing volleyball after Istanbul different compared to before Istanbul? I think the year before Istanbul, it was, my whole life was volleyball. Back in Belgium. Back in Belgium. Everything I did, uh, I, I, uh, when I had school for too long, I, I quit at school. So uh, I quit at that day earlier so I could go to, to practice. Um, and after I, after Istanbul, that was not my standard anymore. So if I had school or I have to go to work, I just did that and volleyball came after. So volleyball wasn't my number one. I think I made a lot of different things I like, number one. So I just had to, yeah, split my time for, for all the things I like. You said that after you came back from Istanbul and started playing volleyball in the Netherlands, you started to realize that there was a lot more uh, besides volleyball. Can you maybe elaborate a bit more about that? Yeah, it's like social life, your friends, uh, family. I uh, finished my school, so uh, I had to go to work. And you just normally you work like 40 hours a week. It is impossible to work 40 hours a week, to practice 
uh, like 30 hours to sleep, to eat and have a social life and, and do some fun stuff around. So I really, yeah, I do think it, it was like a, in a progress of a, it, it cost me like four or five years to realize. And I do think it was good for me to, after I get, get back from Istanbul, I started playing at a little bit lower level. Then I wanted to go a little bit higher. And I think I really experienced there that this, for me, I reached my top in Belgium for volleyball and it was okay. I don't have to reach that top again. So for me, yeah, the only, I think the best decision in my life back then uh, I made to go back to the club where I started after Istanbul to play with one of my best friends um, close by home and just play for fun. Uh, still, I do want to win every game. <laughs> I can't lose. I hate losing <laughs> in every game. Um, but just, it's okay for me to train two times a week. I don't want three or four times a week. Um, so just to let me have a work, have a social life. Don't miss out on things I did miss out in the past. Even though for me in the past it was okay. Um, but I don't want that anymore. And what helped you to be okay with that? Um, what helped me with that? I think my friends and family. Because everyone always supported me in every decision I have made with volleyball, but with school. So I think I always want to have 100% in life, get the maximum out of myself. And because everyone was okay with me playing not the highest level anymore. I think that was for me... Um, really helpful. Did you feel accomplished uh, in the goals that you maybe wanted to achieve with volleyball? Yes, because yeah, in, in Belgium I made money with volleyball. So yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, that's, I think that that's, I don't think you can get any better to get paid from your hobby to do something you really liked uh, or really like, it's still of course. So yeah, I've reached that goal. I didn't reach the, the national team, but I wasn't able to. So besides that, I, uh, I feel good about it. You mentioned that when we talked about Istanbul, that you didn't feel like you were in kind of an identity crisis because it was still an option for you to play volleyball. How is that now? How do you introduce yourself now? I still introduce myself as, hi, I'm Nienke and I play volleyball. So that's, I think when I really quit volleyball, uh, it can be in two years, in 10 years, or in 50 years, maybe. <laughs> I do, I think I will get my identity crisis then. I completely believe that, but I hope that I have a new hobby or thing that really is me, uh, and that can be work or another hobby. Yeah, that can fill that place, but, I hope it will be volleyball for a long time. Because how, like right now, uh, well, how many hours do you practice still on the lower level? Or uh, Yeah, it's the, well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny because the team, um, I still play at the team with my best friends. But yeah, in Corona time, we lost two years. Yeah, the, the first year Corona got in, so our competition was ended earlier. Um, we were in the top three back then. 
So we were able to get a promotion if we could play the last like four or five games, but we couldn't play them. So the Volleyball Bond made the decision to to get some teams promoted and we were one of them. <laughs> so I play at the yeah, third level uh, of Holland, but we last year we did play three times a week. Next year I will only play two times. I also have a lot of injuries uh, already had all my life. So for me to play three times a week is a little bit uh, yeah, heavy. Uh, so it will be just two times, two times two hours. So uh, not that much from my perspective. Uh, and just on Saturday, uh, it's, it's game day. And because um, your team practices three times a week. Yes. So what helped you to make the decision? No, I'm just gonna practice two times a week and not three with the team. Listen to my body. To myself. That's interesting. Yeah. That must have been a journey in itself. Yes. Uh, I don't think I've ever did that since this year. I was always, I go all in, I go fully for the team. Didn't matter how many injuries or yeah, uh, pain I had. I will just take some aspirin, uh, ibuprofen uh, and just go with it. And for me, I do think it is a little bit because of Corona that a lot of people, I just, because I didn't have to practice a lot this last year because we were not able to, uh, I just felt that my body was so much better with not practicing um, that I do think it's really hard for me to keep up this level for like 10 years, play three, four times a week and I I want to be able in 10 years to still just go out for a walk, to travel uh, and not have a sore shoulder or ankles, knees, my back. It's uh, a lot of injuries. So yeah, I have to choose for me. Which I think is a very brave decision to do if you're always being taught or wanted to push through. That's right. And how does it feel to do that? It feels good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was a big step. Uh, I talked with my coach, of course, about it because the most of my other team members, they do have to practice three times. Uh, I'm one of the oldest in the team. I, I have to correct myself. I am the oldest. Uh, the oldest woman, she quit this year. So next season, uh, I'm the oldest. There are two people who have a full-time job uh, and all the others are younger uh, students. Uh, so I think for them, it's easier to combine everything in their life. But yeah, to have to work for 40 hours a week, have a social life, play volleyball. Um, it has to be balanced. And I think for me, two times practice is a good balance. And this is very sustainable for you, I guess. Yes, yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give your younger self? right now if you can like say something to your younger self uh listen to your body and what what age would you um, uh, would you be then when i was 14 i had my first ankle injury um so i think i will start uh, at 14 to give myself that advice uh but also the advice of not take for granted everything people saying especially outsiders uh, because when you transfer to a, another club, people want to to have you and tell nice stories. It's the same with going to a new job. 
the function people tell is always better and more beautiful than it really is. And with volleyball transfers, that's really the same. Um, so I think you have to listen more. Of, uh, if my advice, listen more to your own gut feeling um, than to what other people tell you. And especially older people. Because when you're 16, it's really easy to just believe what someone from like 30, 40 years will tell you. That's some really good advice. <laughs> I wish I had it back then. Yeah. Would you have done something different? I don't think so. No? I'm really stubborn. So I, th- I, all the decisions I have made, yeah, maybe a few I would make differently. But I don't think um, if I made them differently, I, I'm sure I would still play it on a high level volleyball. One way or the other. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Well, thank you for having me and telling my story. No, I really enjoyed listening to your story. Thank you so much. Thank you also. This podcast was created, hosted, edited and produced by Annelette Bakker. And the music is We Are Free by Ixen.